Welcome everybody to Energy Advisors. Got another show for you today. I'm excited today's podcast. Uh, you know, your host I'm coming into you today, it's Rex, that energy guy. So if you don't remember me, just say, hey, who's that energy guy? Well, it's Rex. All right. So excited about uh, today's guest on the show. Our show is always brought to you by our friends at Solar Energy Partners. Um, they are, when it comes to solar, I can't think of anybody that does it better. And what's fun about our show today is we actually have an interview. I've been trying to get this going. This is so doggone busy. But I have an interview with Alex Williams, who uh, is one of the founders and one of the owners of uh, Solar Energy Partners. But before we get started there, I would like everybody to all that house cleaning stuff. It, we are found everywhere. So if you are watching us on any of the video um, channels, uh, don't forget to subscribe and uh, select the notifications. And then we can be found just about anywhere you can find a podcast. So if you don't like the platform you're on, check out another one. We're there. And exciting today. I was fun to, to uh, talk about this real quick to, sh to share with our listeners. I was checking the stats and we are now listened to in 11 different countries. So things are moving pretty quickly. It's pretty exciting to do that. And a little fun, just a little personal note. Uh, the show is on the road today. I'm up in Aspen, Colorado, uh, checking out the... Um, fall colors and doing a little bit of uh, mountain biking and hiking and hanging out and, and to a conference up here. So yeah, we're on the road and it's a fun time to be there. If you haven't been to Aspen, you got to go. Uh, it's crazy. It's uh, what I noticed in getting up here because uh, I live up there in the just outside of Boulder. I can't believe how much more solar has um, starting to show up and pop up on the way up here. Okay. Well, that's all the fun stuff. Get all the house cleaning out of, out of the way. I'm glad to have you with us. And uh, again, don't forget to subscribe and like. All right. Well, I'm excited to have Alex with us. Gosh, Alex, we've been trying to get you on for quite some time. You're a bit one busy guy. So uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Rex. I um, You were talking about being on the road and I, uh, I know that feeling. I was just sitting here thinking while you were talking and um, I believe I've been in nine states in the last nine weeks. So uh, wow. getting around, shaking and baking, appreciate <laughs> the patience and uh, no. excited to be on the show. Well, it's 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 kind of rare sometimes when you actually have your sponsor on. So that's important to us and we like that. So, you know, here on the show, we talk everything energy, always uh, all types of topics. And But one of the things I like to do is talk about the people behind it. You know, because people have uh, misconceptions or that kind of thing. So I want to go back to the beginning, Alex, just a little bit. We won't uh, spend too much time on this, but uh, take me back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and uh, then go through some your, you know, times in schools and early jobs. And then we'll get up to Solar Energy Partners. All right. Uh, was born and raised in a teeny tiny little dirt town called Rigby, Idaho. Okay. Um, Idaho is big on the potato and we're from a little potato town. Um, the thing that's unique about Rigby is I always tell people Rigby's so boring that the TV was actually invented there. A guy named Philo T. Farnsworth is who invented the television. That's right. And he created, created his first drawing on the high school chalkboard in uh, Rigby, Idaho. So that tells you a little bit about Rigby. Um, I'm the youngest of two. My older brother is also a partner with me and a founder here at Solar Energy Partners. We've done um, a handful of businesses together. And um, really the way that, that it works for me is um, I, I was never a great student in the sense of loving school. I've always loved to learn. It's always been 
a passion of mine to find things out, but I was never the best student. So I got out of school as quick as I could. And um, I started knocking doors actually while I was still in high school. Wow. Uh, my brother really got serious into it uh, in his early 20s. And I followed him into a company called Apex Alarm. And okay. uh, Apex ended up becoming a, co a company called Vivant. Right, they're and down Vivint, in Salt Lake, right? Vivint. Yeah, Provo, just south of Salt Lake. Yep. And then Vivint spun out a solar company. So when we started Apex, it was just a little company trying to get, I believe, 50,000 customers was what their goal was the first year I was there. And by the time we left the Vivint umbrella, they had two companies with a total of about 1.5 million customers. And um, we had done about... Well, just shy of 10,000 smart home with uh -huh. Vivint and right. um, just a little over 1,500 solar systems with Vivint Solar. So wow. did a ton there. Um, in the meantime, in between, I, I got into energy. I really fell in love with energy in the oil and gas industry. So between Apex and Vivint Solar, I actually left Vivint and went and started my own company in the oil and gas fields up in North Dakota, if okay. you're familiar with the... Bakken oil fields. Absolutely. And uh, from there, uh, Clint had switched over, got into solar and told me, man, solar's the future. You got to get out here. And so I joined him at Vivint. We built teams all over California, um, ended up helping, as I said, a, few, a couple thousand customers and a few hundred sales reps get into the solar industry. And then we just decided that Vivint had got to a size where it was so hard to make changes. It was so hard to try and turn the titanic if you will right um and so we started a company called golden valley energy we were there in the central valley of california and uh started doing that we we partnered with a guy named dave madrid and formed solar energy partners um just about a year before the pandemic started oh and, boy and um you know from there we've expanded to now uh offering in uh i believe 22 different states that we can do deals in now and we've got um a few hundred contractors that work with us and uh and provide the customer experience so very excited about where we've come and, and even more so about where we're headed in the future yeah you know i i want to ask this sort of oddball question you know i don't think back you know was we similar in age i don't think back when we grew up anybody dreamed about being in energy right I mean, it's not like yeah. you're riding your bike around Rigby or walking to school and you go, man, I'm going to be in energy someday. I'm going to be in solar. So was there a particular thing that drove you to go that? I mean, I know you were you talked about how you progressed through, you know, Apex and to where you are today. But what was the passion? What what made you grab it and say, this is really what I want to do? Um, honestly, for me, it's it, it was more a product of entrepreneurship than it was a product of like loving energy so i okay. figured out um kind of you know early on we're still paying two bills here what's the point of this yeah exactly. so um being very detailed in the sizing of the system would be the third factor you know there's something that i've been uh, harping about a lot and i continue to do uh because i think it's important today you know, energy has become such a big topic. We are seeing such stress on the grid, you know, our electrical grid. There's so much dynamics and discussion about politics, about sources, and just there's just a lot going on. And so 
you know, I've told people this on the on the program before, and I will continue to harp on this. I think everybody needs a personal energy strategy. And now maybe that's a little goofy. Okay, so you're going to have a financial plan, right? You're going to basically sit down. You're going to say, hey, this is how much money I'm going to save. But while by the time I retire, you're going to have for a lot of people like a career plan. Well, hey, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to work at a company this level. I think about my um, son-in-law who's an accountant. Well, he went to work for a big accountant firm, Deloitte, because he wanted to get all this training, right? But then he doesn't want to work with them forever. So we talk about career plans. We talk about financial plans. And I honestly believe with so much going on with energy, because it's such a big part of our, our bills, and now transportation is really kind of weaved into that, I really think the energy is people ought to have an energy strategy. And I think people need to start looking at what's out there to see what their options are. You know, I'm just going to be frank about it. When I put my solar on my house, yeah, we did okay. But I was lucky enough to find a provider. I didn't, you know, didn't have a chance to work with you, but I could have had a horrible experience. So my first step into energy, I fell into it. I mean, I got lucky. Okay. I didn't have some grand master plan. But right. I, I think a lot of people need to start thinking about that. And, you know, you've done a lot of systems out there. Um, do you think do you think I'm crazy on that? I mean, having an energy strategy, people should. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, as you said, it, we've got strategies for everything. We've got a career plan. We've got a life plan. We've got a plan for the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I think. Most people don't realize, and, and I don't think that we are conscious about it, but the number one thing that Americans spend their money on every month is health care. Yeah. The number two expense in our life is energy. Yeah. So the number two thing we're spending our money on is energy, and we're not doing it with a plan, most of us. And so I think exactly. we all know the saying, you know, you you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. And um more so than ever, the ability to take control of that um, does fall to the customer. We can, you can now, you know, I was telling you a minute ago, I just bought a Tesla. So solar on the roof produces the electricity, charges the Tesla. I drive the Tesla. Yeah. I don't have to pay anybody. I just right. use, you know, energy falling on the roof. So it's a pretty unique and ex exciting time, but I would agree. You want to make a plan and the longer you plan, the the better you know return you probably have a chance of getting. Well, let's step back in time for a moment and discuss. You know, you've been in this for quite some time. What what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the technology over you the time that you've been in solar? Well, I think it's a fun time in the in the industry, and um, we're here in California, and I've spent the majority of my solar career here in California, and it's fun because we've seen. You know, I it was. 2014, we started doing solar here in California and almost nowhere else in the country. There were a handful of other states, but it was it was very small market. Right. And now what was happening in California, maybe 2012 to 2015 is happening in a lot of other states. And, and Colorado, you guys are a little ahead. You're probably where California was maybe five years ago. Right. And so in California. Um, almost every install is going to require some type of storage on the side of the home. Okay. And um, that's new this year. So that's the biggest change is for a long time, it was 
solar on the roof and your energy's going onto the grid when you don't need it. But now uh, we're getting into what where solar, I really think, is going to hit its stride and, and really take the com- country by storm is when you can produce the electricity on the roof and store it in the home or, or as I said, in a vehicle, it really becomes usable. And that's the thing is, as a customer, if I can capture the energy on the roof and I can get it into a system that's usable, I can transform my life with it. So battery proliferation throughout the United States over the next few years is going to be a huge, uh, huge change. And then, um, you know, panels are almost 200% as efficient as they were when I got into the industry. So we were doing, uh, you know, 200 to 220 watt panels. Now we're doing 400 watt panels. So way, way higher production in the same amount of space. And then adding the storage is is by far the, the two biggest technology impacts, I think. Yeah, I, I, it's been interesting to watch that because I, I do a lot of research. And again, this is you know, where I spend my time and energy and watching the advances in the technology. And I think I think a lot of the problem out there kind of going back to this energy strategy thing is we take it for granted here in, in America. I mean, you mm-hmm. walk over, you turn the lights on, and unless you haven't paid the bill, you know, that's the experience people have. And so it's yeah. easy to take that advantage. And so, hey, you know, no big deal. But people don't understand what's going on behind the scenes with the advance in the technology. And again, it's it's on fire. Like you said, 200% more efficiency in the panels. Now the battery storage is coming to place. Um, and you're seeing all different size of battery storage um, systems mm-hmm. too. So For if sure. you could, could you talk a little bit about sort of um the approach that you know because like people in california or colorado there's different programs whether you're going to buy it outright or you're going to kind of you know be in a relationship with the with the utility company so could you explain that a little bit for the audience because again you know everything we do is all about teaching absolutely um there's really three ways that you can uh pay for a solar system okay Pay it cash, right? Write a check, put it on your Amex for some points, whatever you're going to do there. That one's pretty simple. Yeah. Number two is financed. Uh, Think of a term loan similar to like a car loan. You're going to pay payments over anywhere from a five-year term all the way to a 30-year term, depending Mm -hmm. on what the customer wants. Very typical in the industry is that 20 to 25-year range. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's going to be an interest rate on that. And it's pretty simple. Um, and then the third one is called third-party ownership. And under a third-party owner, a solar provider is going to pay for all the equipment and installation, and then you're just going to buy your energy from the system. So it's kind of like uh, you're, you know, right now you buy your energy from the utility company. They do whatever they do to produce that energy. Mm-hmm. The new company is going to be a solar company that's producing that energy with the system on your roof. And you're still just buying the electricity that the system produces for an agreed upon rate. Um, What's great about a a third party ownership model is uh, normally you have day one savings. So your current utility bill is lower or is your new utility bill is lower than your current utility bill. And then it has a very easy transfer process. So here in California, homes on average sell about every 7.5 years. But um, people who finance solar end up paying it off as part of the sale almost 90% of the time. 
So really, if you're buying solar, you know, if you're financing solar or paying cash for solar and then you sell your home five years later, whoever buys your home is kind of getting the solar for free. But with the PPA, you get cheap electricity while you're in the home. And then whenever you move, it just transfers to the new home buyer, just like the utility bill does. I move into the house, I pay the electricity bill, except for my electricity bill comes from solar instead of coming from, you know, traditional. So those are the three main ways. Uh, I would say in California, we're seeing most demand in um, third-party ownership. Uh, second demand would be a financed system. And then there are that percentage of the industry that's always going to want to pay cash. Yeah. So if you could, and I, I this is right in that vein, um, there's a term that's thrown around on solar a lot called bill swap. Can you explain mm-hmm. that to the audience today? Yeah, the idea of a bill swap is um, we're going to set up a solar system that is covering all of your electricity and your new bill is less than your current bill. So whatever your current utility bill is, it goes away because we're covering all of your electricity usage with the solar. And then you're just paying for the solar. So you've swapped uh, to a solar bill and that bill is lower than whatever it was before. And then the beauty of solar is the predictability. Yes. Um, I think w- what we're finding is um, utility prices over time categorically increase. They, it doesn't matter what segment of the United States you look at, what utility company you look at. If you zoom out on a 20 or 25 year scale, they're increasing pretty dramatically. The beauty yeah. of solar is you can get a system put on your roof and you can get a price that doesn't increase yes. for the next 25 years. So that exactly. ability to lock in your rate um, is is very advantageous. Well, you know, one of the things when I looked at solar too was the ridiculous amount of rate uh, increases we had in Colorado. Now, mm-hmm. people in California will probably laugh at me, but I'll just kind of walk through the numbers because people don't understand. So in the last two years here in Colorado, uh, the rates have gone up over 50%. So two years ago, they did a 38% increase in the rates, 30, uh, excuse right. me, 31%. And then they went to those smart meters, which the smart meters was really only smart for the electric company because they yeah. they want to charge you double during one to seven and then also triple during uh, three to seven. Well, excuse me, double during one to three and then triple between three and seven. OK, so mm-hmm. it's a sneaky way to put in a rate increase because what we've seen in Colorado in their test markets is the fact that that's an additional cost to the homeowner for their electricity during those peak hours of about another 10 to 10 to 15 percent now not only did they sneak it in and didn't really tell anybody and they you know they haven't really done their homework this year they've already applied for another rate increase and i just saw in in the news the other day uh coming up here in the fourth quarter another rate increase and so one of the advantages i have with my system is i'm locked in so my excess energy, they pay me. And I like to tell people, look, Excel Energy, I hated them in the past, but now they're my customer because they, <laughs> they're basically, you know, I was in the program at the time when I actually still get a check every month. So nice. I get a check. Early that comes adopter. Back. Yeah, early adopter on that. Now that those programs have changed where you're, they're giving you credits and you true up and those types of things. But right. I just tell people, look, I don't ha- I have flipped the flipped the relationship. 
you know, Excel is my customer. They buy my excess energy. And then I'm going to put a, a battery system into my house here coming up here soon. And so uh, during the day, I'll probably sell a little bit less back to them, but I'll have that power that I won't be consuming. So I'll have a net gain on that also, too. Uh, so that yeah. way I have more storage. And, you know, the one of the things a lot of people talk about in energy is independence. You know, I want to be independent of yep. the power company. Uh, are you seeing a lot of people doing that these days? Is that a motivator is to gain that independence? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, all of us, as the world gets a little crazier and a little more out of control, we all try and gain control where we can. And I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people, um, energy is a, is a place that they're wanting more control. They're wanting to have, um, you know, a little bit more predictable predictability in that bill. And so um, we get a little bit of it. it. It's pretty difficult to get off grid if you live in an area that you're within grid reach. Uh, yeah. Almost almost all municipalities in the U.S. force you to be connected to the grids, essentially. So yeah. in that sense, we're not seeing much of it. But um, where you're talking about putting solar on the roof and storage and then switching to an electric vehicle, um, to me, that is the new independence. When I can produce power on my property and I can use it to power my life and I don't have to really deal with the utility company. They don't pay me. I don't pay them. We kind of live on separate sides of the street, if you will. I, yep. I really feel like that is energy independence in the future. And um, that is happening. You know, 90 plus percent of our installs every week are going to have battery attachment here in California. That's nice. That's nice. I, I love it. That's the thing I'm looking forward to is making sure that of course, I'm still connected to the grid, okay? But I want to have my own backup here. And uh, I've been researching the EVs. I can't get my wife to to pull the trigger yet, but you just got one and you're loving it. So, um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to do that because then I don't have to worry. If, if the world goes into a little bit more chaos, I'm okay. You know, because one of the things, and I'd like to discuss this for just a moment because it will let you get going here pretty soon, but you see the articles on the news a lot. I almost said paper, but that would date me because who reads a newspaper <laughs> anymore? But you see the articles a lot about the strain on the grid. And I don't have any anything other than a, you know, just a big guess in the eye kind of thing. But I don't see how we're not going to have some big, big grid problems here in the next five years with more and more vehicles coming along. And the infrastructure hasn't been updated in forever. Um, what do you see in that place? I mean, am I just being a, a, a conspiracy theorist about that? Because I it worries me that I'm going to wake up one day, and if I didn't have my own power source, I might literally be worried about keeping my my um, home heated and my food cold. You know, I uh, I've seen since I got into solar, I've seen more grid um, outings and more grid interruption and more grid difficulty than, um, than really the rest of my life combined, I think. And, um, I do feel that there's going to be, um, a bit of a difficult transition there, you know, the way we've interacted with fossil fuels and transportation for the last hundred years is not the same way as we're going to be interacting over the next hundred years. And so mm -hmm. I think, as you said, this, this next five years is probably going to be the most dramatic shift. I think, um, 
humans are very innovative and very problem solvers. Um, you know, there, there hasn't been much we've ran into that we haven't tackled. So I would imagine that we're going to get it figured out. I can tell you, um, the more people that take the independence route, the more people that will go solve their own problem in the sense, um, mm -hmm. it will make it better for the rest of us. And I think if the home and the transfer, the, the personal transportation is getting solved, I feel like the public and the commercial will take care of itself. And yeah. as, as we kind of lead the charge with residential and homes first, personal vehicles first, I feel like the rest of it's going to come along for the ride. And really, the thing I always go back to is when I very first got into solar, I saw a statistic that said as much energy falls on the surface of the earth every 70 minutes as all of humanity uses in one year. Wow. So there is so much energy. Think about this. If they, there's a 20 mile by 12 mile stretch of Southern Nevada that if you just filled the whole thing with solar panels, it would power the entire United States. Yeah. So there is so much energy hitting the, the earth here and there's so much power at our fingertips that I really feel like as the electric vehicle future gets embraced at the same time as the solar on your home future gets embraced. Uh -huh. Those two are going to power each other. And I really feel like they'll help each other out. There'll be some bumps and some bruises along the way, but I feel like um, the technology is there if deployed correctly. And if enough people embrace at the same time, I really feel like we can create that future we're all hoping for without uh, too much of a, difficult transition a soft landing like they're hoping for with the economy would be great yeah and i'm i'm an optimist like you i think that you give people a challenge they're going to figure this out i mean it's always happened here in the united states we've always seen innovation you know people don't understand that before henry ford and all those guys kicked off all the combustion engines at the turn of 1900 there were more electric cars than there were combustion engine cars but what mm -hmm. happened was the economics worked better for the combustion engine. And what took what made it take off was the electric starter. Because uh, mom, mom didn't have to be out there in the mud, you know, trying to start cranking. the car, cranking the car. So the electric yeah. starter has as much, um, not only the price point of cars, but electric starters had the biggest impact on the spread of vehicles because 1900, we didn't have super paved highways. We didn't have parking lots and, and stuff. You you didn't even have probably a, a place paved in front of your house. And so I'm with you. I think the problems will be solved and it'll get going there. Well, I, I always want to share this. It's been great. I know you've got to get going here. We're going to get you back on. We're going to talk more. We'll dive a little deeper into some of the technology and that kinds of stuff. And But I wanted to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you and then also talk about how they engage with you through my organization. So um, their website for uh, Solar Energy Partners is just that. It's solarenergy.partners, okay, with all the new wonderful extensions. And then, you know, the best way to get this, I explain to people, is go to um, my website. Go to energypartners.com. I, excuse me, energy. See, I just, I'm just sold on energy partners. Um, go yeah. to energyadvisors.today and go there and request um, an analysis. And it's a free 